Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Season two is A Practical Treatise of Fear by John Flavel, beginning where we left off. Two, by fear, God punisheth his enemies in hell. It is that flagellum day, terrible scourge of God, by which a great part of the torment of the damned is inflicted on them. Divines used to make this tripartite distinction of hell torments and tell us God punishes the wicked there partly by remembrance of what is past, viz. the mercies and means they once had, but are there irrecoverably lost. Partly by the sense of things present, even the wrath of God overlaying soul and body, and partly by the fear of what is to come. And surely this is not the least part of the misery of these wretched castaways. Oh, that fearful expectation of fiery indignation, more and more of God's wrath still coming on, as the waves of the sea thrusting forward one on another. Yea, this is that which makes the devils tremble James 2.19, Greek word. The word signifies such a noise as the roar of the sea or the roaring of the waves when they break themselves against the rocks. And this is occasioned by the fears which are continually held as a whip over them. Number three, providence makes use of the slavish fears and terrors of wicked men to dissipate and scatter them when they are combined and confederated against the people of God. By these have they been routed and put to flight when there hath been no other visible power to do it. It is said, Psalm seventy-eight fifty-five. God cast out the heathen before his people, Israel. And by what means were those mighty nations subdued? not by the strength of multitudes of the Israelites, but by their own fears. For it is said, Joshua 24, verses 11 and 12, The Lord sent the hornet before them, which drave them out. These hornets were the fears and terrors of their own guilty and presaging minds, which buzzed and swarmed in their own breasts and stung them to the heart, worse than the swords of the Israelites could do. Theodoret relates a memorable story of Sepporis, king of Persia, who had besieged many Christians in the city Nisibis and put them to great straits, so that little hopes of safety were left them. But in the depth of their distress, God sent an army of hornets and gnats among their enemies, which got into the trunks of their elephants and ears and nostrils of their horses which so enraged them that they break their harness, cast their riders, and put them all to the route by which providence the Christians escaped. These hornets were terrible to them, but fears, which are hornets in a figure, are ten thousand times more terrible 
they will quell and sink the very hearts of the stoutest men, yea, they will quickly make those that in their pride and haughtiness took themselves rather to be gods and almighty powers, to know themselves to be but men, as it is. Psalm 9, 20. Put them in fear, O Lord, that they may know themselves to be but men. One fright will scare them out of a thousand fond conceits and idle dreams. 3. The Use of Religious Fear If God can make such fruit to grow upon such a bramble as the sinful, slavish fear of man is, what may we expect from religious fear, a choice root of his own spirit's planting? The uses and benefits hereof are innumerable and inestimable, but I must contract and will only instance in three special uses of it. Number one, by this fear, the people of God are excited to and confirmed in the way of their duty. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, Fear God and keep his commandments. It is custos utriusque tabulo, the keeper of both tables, because the duties of both tables are influenced by it. It is this fear of God that makes us have a due respect to all his commands, and it is as powerful to confirm us in as it is to excite us to our duties. Jeremiah thirty-two forty. I will put my fear into their inwards, and they shall not depart from me. Look, as he that soweth doth not regard the winds, but goes on in his labor, whatever weather the face of heaven threatens. So, he that fears God will be found in the way of his duty. Let the aspect of the times be never so lowering and discouraging. And truly, this is no small advantage in times of frights and distractions. Slavish fear sets a man upon the devil's ground. Religious fear upon God's ground. And how vast an odds is there in the choice of our ground? when we are to endure a great fight of affliction. Number two. Another excellent use of this fear is to preserve the purity and peace of our consciousness by preventing grief and guilt therein. Proverbs 16, 6. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. See how it kept Joseph. Genesis 39, 9. And Nehemiah. Chapter 5, verse 15. And this benefit is invaluable, especially in a day of outward calamity and distress. Look in what degree the fear of God prevails in our hearts. Answerable thereunto will the serenity, peace, and quietness of our consciences be. And proportionate unto that will our strength and comfort be in the evil day and our courage and confidence to look dangers in the face. Three, to conclude, a principal use of this fear of God is to awaken us to make timely provisions for future distresses, that whensoever they come, they may not come by way of surprise upon us. 
Thus Noah, being moved with fear, prepared an ark. Hebrews eleven seven. It was the instrument of his and his family's salvation. Some men owe their death to their fears, but good men, in a sense, owe their lives to their fears. Sinful fears have slain some, and godly fears have saved others. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, saith Solomon, but a fool rageth and is confident. His fears give him a timely alarm before the enemy fall into his quarters and beat them up. By this means he hath time to get into his chambers of security and rest before the storm fall. But the fool rageth and is confident. He never fears till he begin to feel, yea, most time he is past all hope before he begin to have any fear. These are some of the uses God makes of the several kinds of fear. This concludes part six of John Flavel's A Practical Treatise of Fear.